to another episode of the You Wish You Could podcast. Um, due to technical difficulties, it might be just a little bit different than you guys have been used to. Um, but as always, we are here. We're going to get this one out. We're not going to use that as an excuse this time. Um, so it is I, the p- god that runs the pod, uh, along with Mr. Flying Brian himself. What's up, people? All right. And we got Perry Jericho, God's favorite, and uh, the Heartbreak Kid, the Sexy Boy, the whole shebang. Oh, you love me. You really <laughs> love me. You love me. You really love me. All right. So, uh, I mean, guys, I mean, I don't know about you, but guys, but I'm like, I'm actually starting to freak out that we got one week left until Rumble, one week left until we go to Connecticut to see Perry and... Uh, a lot of stuff is going to start happening over this next couple of days, so I mean, I'm getting really excited. Oh, absolutely! Oh, you guys aren't—you guys aren't allowed to come over. Okay, cool. So, Brian, you'll come over okay. here, and we'll just hang out and uh, just send Perry like pictures and videos of how much fun we're having. Sounds good. Okay, cool. Um, so what do we got as far as uh? I guess we'll go into Gorilla, um, and then we'll start talking about this week, and then, of course, we'll hype up next week's uh, big live episode that we're uh, going to get off the ground, so that's going to be a lot of fun for all of us. Uh, Brian, what do you got as far as Gorilla? So, obviously, the big news of the week is the Hall of Fame induction, the headliner, Kurt Angle, finally going coming back home and going into the hall. I mean, so... Who's excited about this? Because I'm not really too excited about it. I'm not. No, I'm just kidding. Kurt Angle, man, we've been talking. I've, I've been talking about Kurt Angle for what, like three years now. I've been. Oh. Somebody's got to be listening. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Somebody's got to be listening. I know it because Kurt Angle's going into the Hall of Fame, and we talk about this like every week about how Angle needs to come back for something. And I can't imagine that they would just throw him in a Hall of Fame spot um, without bringing him back for something even if it was like a quick little a quick little something just to squeeze them in there make us all happy so if you're listening just make us a little bit more happier than we already are thank you so i have a two-part question for the both of you and i want you i want to hear both of your answers to this because i'm pretty sure they're going to be similar but they could also be different uh the first part is um what do you say about two people that feel like kurt angle is undeserving of the hall of fame and two is completely irrelevant, but still something that I want to get your opinion on. What is the probability that we will see Kurt Angle in the Rumble this uh, this coming weekend? I'm going to go with we do not see him in the Rumble this weekend. I think if we get him back, I think it may be for a Mania match or a SummerSlam. Okay. And then maybe Rumble next year. Um, the people who say he's, not, he's undeserving is complete BS. Um... He had one of the fastest climbs to the top. He won the title in his first year. Uh-huh. Uh, arguably one of the greatest first years ever outside of uh, probably AJ Styles this year. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, he was the Eurocontinental champion. He was uh, world champion numerous times, tag team champion. He did it all. He had great matches with everybody. Um, the some of his best matches were with Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Lesnar has seemed to destroy everybody else, but him and Lesnar were great. Even, uh, they're not going to recognize it, but his time in TNA, he had great matches with everybody. So, you know, his list of accomplishments speaks for itself. And anybody that says he doesn't deserve to be in, even though he was only there for seven years, is just, just an idiot. In my so, 
So before I give this to Perry, I just want to piggyback on what Brian said about like uh, the best first year besides AJ Styles. I would actually consider Kurt Angle's first year even better than AJ Styles' first year because AJ Styles is a veteran, um, which I feel like most people do forget. Like AJ Styles has been in the professional wrestling industry for quite some time, and Kurt Angle just kind of got thrusted into it and uh, took the bull by the horns and just like fucking ran with it. Uh, so Perry, what are your thoughts on both of those things that I brought up? He's Kurt motherfucking Angle. Okay. <laughs> Kurt motherfucking Angle. If, if you have to be like, you have to be a complete idiot to not th- think that this guy deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Even outside of professional wrestling, he's an Olympic gold medal champion. Dude, if anybody in this world is natural, it's Kurt Angle. He has every God-given natural talent. And, and everywhere from from the mic skills, he's funny, he makes you laugh, he's in tremendous shape. Mm-hmm. He wrestles like nobody else I've ever seen in my entire life. He is the cream of the crop. Wow. You're a, you're a fucking idiot. If you if anybody is that even a real thing? Did you just pull that out of your ass? Did you hear that somebody was not happy about Kurt Angle being put in the Hall of Fame because that makes zero sense in my mind. Um I've actually heard it from uh, a couple different people that uh, feel that he's not on the level as Hall of Famers. I actually got into like a Facebook war uh, the other day, somebody saying that uh, he's not on the level as like some of the other Hall of Famers. And uh, this can be obviously a topic from when we do our Hall of Fame episode, which will obviously come just before WrestleMania. But the person also like argument, like argued the fact that, you know, it's disgraceful that you have uh, Donald Trump and Arnold Schwarzenegger and all these other people in the Hall of Fame. It should be for wrestlers. And my argument back was it, it's in the celebrity wing, so you need to, like, fucking put your panties away. Um, but, again, like, obviously arguments and topics that I definitely want to get into more so um, in that uh, Hall of Fame uh, episode. But I completely agree. Um, you know, to hear Perry even say, like, he's the cream of the crop, that's actually uh, that's pretty big for me because I know who she holds to high standards. And to for Kurt Angle to be up there with them, that that's pretty... Uh, that's pretty big um, for, like I said, for just me to hear that. He's got such a he's got such a natural talent. You know what I mean? Like you don't see the raw talent yeah. um, as much as you'd like to. I think a lot of it now that you see is is training. A lot of it comes down to the training, and they're, they're putting you in these you know performance centers, and it's I you don't see too much of the raw talent anymore where somebody literally, they, they have it, you know, they have it and they have it all around and he's one of them. And, um, his career, his career was awesome, man. You know what I mean? Like maybe it wasn't a 30 year career with this company, but even outside of this company, he's been around forever, man. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like you say, like Brian said, seven years, um, in WWE, like think about some of the guys that, uh, that have come and gone that were considered to be top, you know, top guys. Like seven years is a pretty long stint with the company. Um, in all honesty, I mean, obviously you got guys like Sean, Brett, Undertaker, that are just going to be unmatched. But I mean, you know, Stone. But those, but those guys were professional wrestlers from the start. Exactly. He, you know, he was he was a mat wrestler. You yeah. know what I mean? And he came into this world of sports entertainment and he fucking nailed it. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. You know, it's like Dolph Ziggler. You know what I mean? Like, those are the guys where you see him and you're like, there's so much more to them because they have that mat wrestling background. 
but they just again like you said the, those two guys like they have just raw talent for being in the business like they love it they as soon as they step foot into the industry they want nothing other to do than to just do that for the rest of their lives and that's what you can see out of these guys i think um what about the second part do you think uh, he's a rumble entrant mm. Hmm. Not if you want to see him as a rumble entrant. It's God, you can't have me because my mind gets confused by what's real and like what I want. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm eating jelly rings because they're so fucking good. That's disgusting. No, they're not. They're, that shut is. Up. You shut your whore mouth. <laughs> um. Ugh, yes, I want to see him. I don't think we're going to, but I would love it. Okay. If you put Rusev out, if you put Rusev out and it set them up for WrestleMania, if you're listening. So here's here's my thought: if Rusev if Rusev comes in at like one or two, um, or maybe even the first five, I, I can easily see Kurt Angle being like this like big old surprise entrant. Like Rusev just like tears house, starts eliminating people. He's left in the ring by himself, and Kurt Angle's music hits. The whole fucking arena erupts. Perry like shits her pants. Brian and I have to clean it up off the floor. It, it would be just a mess. <laughs> Um, how awesome would it be if Rusev was number one and then Angle hits at number two? See, I don't see that. because oh. That's too predictable. Come on. It, no, because think about it this way. Logically, from a booking standpoint even, you have Rusev just owning the Rumble, like eliminating people left and right. Number 10, you know, he's still doing his thing, but number 10 is about to come out, and number 10 is Kurt Angle, like around that area. Like Rusev has dominated. It's it's how they always do it. Like when Stone Cold was dominating, Bret Hart came out, and like Bret Hart was like, the, oh, my God, here we go. Or um, who was it? So what, you're, so what you're saying is actually what's predictable. Yes. It, they could also do what they did last year and have uh, him come in at three, like they had Styles coming at three. Exactly. I mean, there's a, okay. there's a whole bunch of options this, here. I, I mean, I can go on about Kurt Angle forever and, yeah. and my my hopes and my dreams, but um, you know, what else we got? Keep going. Okay. Uh, the next biggest thing um, <clears throat> is a sad one, unfortunately, the passing of legend and WWE Hall of Famer Jimmy Superfly Snuka. Yeah. Mm. Uh, sad. Uh, really sad. He, I, I mean, he just got off too because, you know, he was uh, on trial for the murder of his girlfriend in like the eighties. It was his wife. Oh, was it his wife? I'm pretty sure. No, I think it was his girlfriend. I'm not sure. Either way, he's on trial for that. So, dude, like, just got off, and then he dies. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you guys saw it. I know it was on. Uh, I think it was on Raw. Uh, they showed a picture of. Um, uh, what the hell's her name? Tamina Snuka? Yeah. Uh, Tamina, they posted a picture of Tamina's tweet, and it was a picture of her holding his hand. And yes. uh, that was actually just really emotional just to see that, uh, you know, j- just that bond between, I guess, father and daughter, and then just, I guess, the emotion behind her losing her father. And you you realize, like, <clears throat> these guys are professional wrestlers, but at the end of the day, like, most of them are, like, fathers and husbands and this and that, so... You, you lose that in the uh, the whole shuffle of you know professional wrestling, but you got to realize a lot of these people have family outside of uh, their fans, like which you know sometimes we consider ourselves part of the wrestling family, but just in general, it was uh, it was pretty cool to see that, I guess. No, it was. I, I saw that on Twitter on Twitter uh, before Raw started and over the weekend, and I thought that was it was a really emotional seeing it then, and then seeing it on Raw too. It was nice that they included it 
yeah. to show that uh, one of their own is dealing with something. Agreed. Another okay, legend that uh, will be sorely missed. Yes, absolutely. Okay, uh, next on the list was uh, the tournament that happened this week in the United Kingdom Championship Tournament. Do you guys happen to watch that? It was way, way better than I had anticipated it being. I did not expect it to be as entertaining to watch. Uh, the production value was insane. Like, just seeing that old-school vibe, um, like, brought back to life and just the the raw natural talent of a lot of these guys was uh, was really cool. Yeah, it was amazing. I, I remember when I uh, started watching it, I think five minutes into it, I, I messaged you guys. I'm like, this feels like Raw at the Manhattan Center from 1993. That's what it looks like right now. Without a doubt. And I, I, when you said that, I had not watched it yet, but as soon as I turned it on and started watching it, I immediately got that vibe. Like, even if you didn't say that, I would have thought it, and uh, it yeah. was just cool, like, just this whole, like, ballroom scene with, you know, the, the the small arena, really, but, like, packed to the rafters with people wanting to watch wrestling, so, again, like, the, what they're doing with these tournaments is actually really cool, because it's broadening their uh, their spectrum, which you, you would never think WWE needs to broaden their horizons, but it's cool to see that. Yeah, it, And it was cool uh, to see a 19-year-old kid Tyler Bay, congratulations on yeah. winning the championship. I thought that was really cool and then just like the the look on his face when he won the shock and everything like obviously he knew, he knew going to the match he was going to win but mm-hmm. like you know just seeing the actual the, the pure shock and joy on his face when he won was amazing and you don't get too many of those moments left in the in this business anymore. No, it was very similar to when Owens won the title. Um again, you knew that uh, he knew he was winning the title, but you almost asked that question, like, was this, like, a surprise thing? Like, was he not... Like, it was it was very just almost breaking that kayfabe thing. Like, okay, maybe, like, he didn't know, and maybe this was, like, uh, something of a shock to him, but it, it was uh, it was very... It was all done very well. Yeah. And then seeing... Uh, I don't know if you saw the video that they posted on Facebook uh, about half an hour, hour after the tournament ended. It was Tyler B addressing the crowd, and all the all the competitors came out to celebrate with him. Everybody that was in the tournament, except except for obviously Pete Dunne, um, and then they had all the competitors. They all they lifted them up on their shoulders. They walked put around the ring with them. Streamers were flying everywhere, and then he addressed the crowd. It was a really cool moment. And then they were uh, they doused him in some champagne and whatnot. Yeah. No. Again, you know, it's it, it's always cool to see. Uh... Just, you know, how excited these people are that aren't on the roster, you know, day to day and uh, how much it means to them. So it's it always gets me when, like, you see these people that really and truly appreciate the business. And because I, I feel like we don't have a lot of those guys left. Um, it, it's a mixed bag of uh, I deserve it. I deserve it. And uh, it's nice to see these people when they honestly appreciate it. And I mean, it goes back to uh, the Rollins winning at WrestleMania just seeing the sheer emotion off of him when he cashed in Money in the Bank, and uh, that, that I feel like that was like the start of uh, what we're still we'll, we're, what we're still seeing today. Yeah. Anything else? Okay. Uh, to stay in the realm of the actually uh, UK tournament and the network, there's talks of a independent promotion out of Ireland, Insane Championship Wrestling, mm-hmm. heading to the WWE Network. Uh, 
I heard that. I'm like, okay, that's a little weird, but I, it makes sense for them. They're trying to get some uh, interest drummed up from over overseas and stuff like that. And so, and then getting more people to buy in, just because in case you can't see it, even though there's all these different avenues these days where getting stuff from everywhere else, from other countries and stuff like that. Um, not so much trade, uh, tape trading like it used to be back in the days, but you know, with the advent of internet, you can get pretty much everything online now. Mm-hmm. But I think it's cool that they're doing this. No, it is. Um, you know, it, it just go. And there was also talks of like WWE having like multiple layers of the network, uh, where you could literally just get like the pay per views, uh, pay per views plus like you know bonus content, which is you know everything I guess, and then like pay per views, bonus content, and like all these indie. Uh, promotions. I think we had talked about this in a past episode, but it's still uh, pretty interesting to see if that's a, something that they would be doing down the line. Yeah, because they're, uh, they're reissuing um, surveys again. Apparently, there was one I saw earlier today. There was one that went out overseas uh, to the foreign network subscribers asking about Impact Wrestling, if they would be interested in seeing that on the network. And a bunch of other promotions as well again. Uh-huh. So, uh, that'd be pretty cool to see. Perry, no. any thoughts on that? Perry? Did Perry go night-night? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, you can. Okay, sorry. Might have to cut that part out. <laughs> Um, I don't really, um, I don't really know how I feel about having all these mixed things possibly on the network. I don't know. I liked seeing like the old promotions and stuff. I think I'm just, I think I just don't like change, you know? No, you definitely don't. I I don't. I'm not, I'm not someone who deals with change very well. No, (laughs) Um, (laughs) that's for sure. No, you know, uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, man, I love the old school stuff. I love seeing, like, you know, Mid-South and all that cool stuff. And it's like, for some reason, I'm okay with the older stuff, but I'm not okay with the newer stuff, which doesn't make sense. So I don't really think my opinion counts on this one. Um, I never liked it. I didn't like when ECW came in. I didn't like when WCW came in. Like, I just don't. And I know it's, like, not coming in, coming in, but, you know, we're talking network stuff, which is pretty much, like, the same fucking thing. So... Um, so here's my, I don't really, I don't here, really have any kind of opinion on it. Here's my question to you: Did you not like it when WCW and ECW came in more as like an invasion, or did you not like it when like they included those two brands in the network, or both? Oh no, when they came in. Okay. Like the network, I did The network, I didn't care as much. Um, I don't. ECW was cool, I guess. I really didn't. I really wasn't an ECW person. No matter what, mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't like them when they came in and they started doing all that like hardcore championship stuff because that's kind of that time period where they were doing that. But yeah. network wise, I'm like you know I'm like old school. I don't like a lot of change. So, but but when it does happen, I like get used to it and then I'm cool with it. But my initial thoughts on it are like, no, don't do it. <laughs> I gotcha. I mean, it makes sense. Um, I mean, obviously, again, you know, this is something that I want to have a whole episode on, but uh, uh, I, I don't know if either if for either of you guys it's a, a bombshell, but I feel like for most wrestling uh, fans or for people that even listen to the show, all four of you, uh, whoever it is, uh, I, I'm not a fan of the Attitude Era. And, listen, and- we had like, we had like, 
a lot of downloads last week. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm joking, and I'm making fun of ourselves because that's a cool thing to do. Um, but what I was trying well, to you, get, what? you know, no, go on. Well, no, what were we saying? I don't know. Oh, but what I was essentially getting alluding to was I, I dislike the Attitude Era in like just for what it was. Like it wasn't wrestling. It got away from wrestling so quickly. Um, and it was more about the, uh, you know, how much tit can we show on TV and how much blood can we uh, spew um, with we that. We love blood. Yeah, but, I mean, they took it to a whole nother level. Blood. Yes, we know. Blood is good. But yeah, Blood is always good. I mean, tits are always good, too, but blood, <laughs> blood is real good. <laughs> but there's a time and a place for it, and I don't feel it's in the WWE ring. Uh, again, it's just my opinion. But, uh, again, I'm not going to get into this now because we'll just go for an hour and a half of arguing back and forth. Um, true. Uh, we're not even at a gorilla yet. Um, so uh, is there any other... Uh, Tidbits for Gorilla. Three more quick things, okay. and then I, I'm done with my list. Uh, Triple H confirmed in an uh, interview recently, uh, earlier this week, that the women's tournament that they've been talking about is going to happen. Uh, it does not look like it's going to happen, obviously, in January anymore, uh, like they originally thought. It looks like it's going to happen sometime in the summer, possibly. Uh, he said there is some conf- uh Issues with scheduling-wise, with uh, Rumble coming up and all these other events coming up where they're trying to find enough time on the network to do it. But it's something that he absolutely wants to do because he's a big advocate for the women. Yeah. And it's going to be the same thing, uh, same style as the Cruiser Week Classic where they're going to scour the world for the women who they feel are, are uh, up-and-coming and deserve the spotlight, so to say. Okay. I mean, I think there's uh, there's definitely more women out there than most people realize that uh, could definitely do some uh, damage in the WWE. So that would be interesting to see. And uh, obviously the Cruiserweight Classic and the UK tournament went over very well. So I think this one can go over just as big. Uh, I just don't want the I just don't want it to turn into something like like 205 Live where you find a bunch of women that are really good and you do tournament and then there's not enough room on the main roster for them unless you're going to do half show women you know what I mean uh-huh. and I just don't want them to get lost in the shuffle and be put on a separate show and then you're just going to forget about them no agreed yeah I don't, I don't really think that's going to happen at this point because I think they're trying to rebuild their depth uh, main, not at the main roster level but at the NXT level because they have a couple good girls down there right now that can go and, and do stuff like that, mainly Asuka. And then they got um, Peyton Royce, who's not too bad, and Billy Kay, who's not too bad. Those but are the Australians, that, right? Yes. Okay. But after that, their roster... Oh, and Ember Moon. I'm sorry, I can't forget her. She's she's awesome as well. That's true. You know, but but after that, their roster is thin down there. So with the, with the brand split, a lot of their girls got called up that can do stuff, and, you know, they're still looking at pull, uh, calling up Asuka... Sometime soon, uh, they're probably going to call up Ember Moon at some point soon. So, uh, Billy Kay's already appeared on SmackDown one th- at one point. You never know if Peyton Royce might join her. Um, and you know, there's they need depth at the NXT level. So, I think that's what this is going to be. Is you may not see them necessarily on the main roster. You're going to see them transition to NXT, and not have their own show or anything like that either. Okay. 
Uh, what else? Okay. Um, one of the bigger things, or one of the more interesting things I found, uh, Michael Cole is actually looking to transition from um, announcing to a backstage role um, helping to produce the shows. That's really interesting um, to me because he, he's been around forever. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I mean, he's, you know, he started doing like the interviews in the back and the segments and, and then he moved his way up front and you know we've seen him in Wrestlemania matches well Wrestlemania match um, so it's super weird to me that he would go from what he's doing now because he's kind of like that main voice like you're just so used to Michael Cole being there that it's, it's almost like weird to think of him as not being there even though you kind of don't like him when he's there <laughs> but then you're like, well, if he wasn't there, it would kind of be weird, you know? It's like, it's like you, Mike. It's oh, there it is. It's like nobody likes you. Uh-huh. Nobody likes you. You're ugly. Uh huh. And then when you when you're not around, we miss you. No, no do go on, continue, please. <laughs> Brian, am I right? No, you're you're 100 accurate. Mm-hmm. Like you hit the nail on the head perfectly. Yeah, no, perfectly. <sighs> You got any uh, anything for that, you ugly motherfucker, Mike? Nope, no, I'm good. Let's continue. Okay, well, I think it could be a good thing. Um, I, I think he just wants to have um, less t- uh, time on TV and stuff like that because he's already doing a lot of the backstage uh, producing stuff as it is. Plus, he's doing announcing, um, so he's probably doing a lot backstage. But I think it could be a good thing because then it maybe gets rid of that four-man boot booth on SmackDown, which is horrendous because there's too many talking heads. Way too Maybe many. you have Oro Ronaldo join Raw with Corey Grace and SmackDown, which I think would be an amazing team. No, no, and no. Leave Moro on SmackDown. You don't need to change that. No, I think you... Yeah, I think you should and have him. He's more experienced. He's better calling. Then you have um, what's it, Todd Phillips call SmackDown with JBL and Otunga. Because I think Todd, Todd Phillips is a, a good announcer as well on NXT. No, actually, you know what? You're you're onto something there. I do. I love Todd Phillips. I think he's uh, uh, a very underrated uh, achiever uh, as for as for what he does, and I think he's actually the main voice of NXT. And then you can start filtering in new people for NXT. Crap! I got his name wrong. I think it's Philip Phillips or something like that. No, it's Tom Phillips. Tom? Is it Tom Phillips or Todd Phillips? Philip Phillips. It's not Philip Phillips. <laughs> it's definitely not fucking uh, Philip Phillips. I'm making a joke with of what uh, Jericho Owens does. Oh, oh, I get. Time. Okay, see, I, that totally like I totally lost that one. Oh, Mike, oh, you're horrible. Yeah, that's all right, but you know, to just go back onto Michael Cole in general, um, as is uh, myself, uh, we are very underappreciated. And, um, no, 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 hear me out on this one. Um, while we get shit upon by many different people, including our families, um, you two schmucks included in that, um, I I think he's got a good brain for the business, and I think he would do very well in a backstage role. Um, while I dislike him as a commentator, um, the man knows the business back, like, the back of his hand. He's like the Fink of the New Age, like... The, the Fink, nobody liked The Fink, but, you know, somebody wanted to see him every once in a while. I love The Fink. Yeah, I love The Fink, too. He was awesome. Yeah, he wasn't. Wow. Well, I'm, Who are you? What? Who the fuck are, are you tonight? What? You, I can't. I'm, what? 
I'm leaving. What? All right, goodbye. <laughs> Who says that? Who says that? What was the Fink one of the Who's best ring stupid? announcers? Yeah, absolutely. But I, I just think the Fink overstayed his welcome. That's crazy. It's That's not crazy, crazy talk. I I I live for the days that he comes back for like old school to like announce things. I I, lo- I love it. I love are, him. By the way, are we getting an old school Raw any? Dude, Ugh. I every week I ask that. I'm like, when are they gonna go oh. old school again? But everyone's like dead. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so yeah. <laughs> But even no, just the I'm look serious. of old school raw. It's like everyone's dead now, so it's like you can't like the, the look is really cool. I love when they do the old entrances and stuff. But like all the cameos that like normally come through, they're all dead. I mean, you could have a Piper's Pit or uh It's fucked up. <laughs> we could have a uh what you call it? Uh the barbershop segment. We we could have a snake pit. We could have a snake pit. Fucked up. Fucked we up. We could have Undertaker host of funeral parlor. Oh my god, no, please no. I mean, it was bad enough that we had a king's court, so... Uh... Oh god, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you end up watching everything, okay. by the way, Perry? <laughs> I watched SmackDown. Okay. I did watch SmackDown, because I heard it was the better of the two shows. And? Um, I didn't get a chance to watch Raw. What did you think about SmackDown? Um, but SmackDown, um... You know what, even that was kind of boring this week. Like, I felt... Not really satisfied, and I felt myself being like preoccupied by other things. Yeah, the matches um, were good though. And I not mean... really, not really paying attention. The ma- no, the matches were good. Like the you know AJ Styles and the Miz are great. They have a really yes. good chemistry together. So I, I, I enjoyed their match together. Um, you know, obviously things that happen on SmackDown. Um, if we're are we kind of like moving into SmackDown now? Is that what we're doing? Am I free to speak? Um, no, you mean, yeah, yeah, no, please talk. I mean, we're not moving into it, but by all means, you know, speak your piece. Yeah, no, I'm just, I, you know, I didn't watch both shows, but SmackDown was decent for what it was. I'm not a fan of the Dolph Ziggler thing. The him being like a the heel? King's court with Dolph Ziggler, and he's like, he's got like this weird tone to him, and it, it's almost like, um, Chris Jericho when he was wearing the suits. Yeah, and he was talking real slow, and I didn't really like it. Like he was silent half the time, and I couldn't figure out if he just couldn't think of anything to say, or if he was just being that way. But if he was just just being that way, it's not working. It was very uncomfortable, and not like in an uncomfortable like heel way, just like uncomfortable, uncomfortable because he wasn't saying anything kind of way. Yeah. And it was like, it was just dead air, and it was like, why I don't get this, but, um, you know, Jerry Lawler's weird. He's weird. I think he needs to go away, like, I've I've loved... Well, it made sense. They were in Memphis, so it made sense that Jerry Lawler, they did the King's Court. We'll we'll probably never see it again unless they're in Memphis, but it was just, he was, like, weird, because Jerry Lawler's, like, a good guy now, but he was kind of, like, being a dick and was kind of, like, heelish, so then there was, like two heels in the ring and usually two heels will get along but they didn't see that's the thing like jerry lawler before he left like like all all together like was playing this major heel so it it just nothing nothing seemed to to gel in that that whole segment and then it ended with like ziggler like half super kicking him and half like front kicking him in the chest It, it was just really and then fucking jbl trips and, like to go to save him, it was just so bad all around. It was a, it was a mess. Yeah, 
It it was. Lola Ulster should not have been out there without a shirt on. No. Mm -mm. Uh, but I guess you guys also haven't heard the, uh, what's happening at Royal Rumble with the uh, announce team. Oh, I did actually. Lawler is going to be on announcing Raw, uh, Royal Rumble. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's going to be Cole, Lawler, and I, I think Graves. They said. Very interesting because we haven't heard Jerry Lawler on there in a while. He was doing the pre-shows, and then they even took him off of that. So, mm -hmm. um. That's cool. I mean, I like Jerry Lawler on announce. I know some of his jokes are, like, corny sometimes, but um, he's another guy that he was there for so, so long doing that that you're just kind of used to him being there, and it doesn't bother you. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. It's, I, it's weird, though, that they don't have anybody from the SmackDown team doing doing the commentary, it looks like, though. So <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if they're going to do a split like they usually do, like... Raw does Raw matches SmackDown and SmackDown matches, or if it's just going to be Lawler, unless Cole and Graves, unless it's them doing the Rumble match itself, and then they would split the commentary duties based on match. Oh, uh, that's a possibility. Well, they're also saying Lawler's supposed to interject himself and call Ziggler uh, and get him eliminated. Uh, okay. Oh, come on. I'm really not in the mood for a, Zol a Dolph Ziggler, Jerry Lawler feud. Like, that's such a fucking waste. Yeah, if they if they wind up doing that and that winds up being, like, a WrestleMania thing, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Yeah. It's not going to be. WWE will not let Lawler back in the ring. So, they, it, uh, apparently, it's just going to it's gonna end at Rumble, but it's going to be just Lawler getting revenge, and that's it. And then it's going to be gone. That's such a... That's even more... That, that's a worse waste than fucking them wrestling at WrestleMania. Uh, um, right. We have Elimination Chamber. Yes, we do. We're not talking about that. Okay, let's go into that. Um, Elimination Chamber is like one of my favorites. Outside of like the Royal Rumble, I always love the Elimination Chamber. This is my this is my gripe with it. Go ahead. It is a SmackDown only event, and yep. I don't think that's right. I think they should have put both championships up in a chamber in a chamber. So. We have the chance of seeing two new champions going into WrestleMania. Yeah. So I thought it was super strange that they were like, hey, SmackDown only. And it was like, but why? See, why is that SmackDown only? I completely agree with you. Um, but I think Raw being the flagship show, quote unquote, they're going to come back with something pretty big going into WrestleMania um, to not have the Elimination Chamber. They're going to come back with maybe like a uh, like a six man hell in a cell or just something to showcase six of their guys in a okay who's going to be the champion going into WrestleMania but I would have loved to see like guys like Owens Rollins even Strowman uh, Jericho in a an elimination chamber match that would have been fantastic. Know what Raw might do? What? What if they did War Games? We've see I don't know I don't want to get my hopes up for that. Wouldn't that be so cool if they did War Games? It'd oh, it be would. amazing. It would. I'd I fucking mean, die. I think Brian and I have been, like, itching for that since, like, we've known each other. Oh, my God. War yeah. Games so good. Yeah. Vince won't do it, though. Yeah. Come on, Vince. Triple H has been trying to get him on board for years now. I don't understand. War Games was fucking awesome. Yeah, but it's not Vince's thing, so he doesn't want to use it. Who gives a shit? Vince. It's, it's also... It's your thing now, you... You own that bitch. True. They uh, also it's not feasible with the uh, arenas today. Yeah. A lot of arenas aren't set up to do it, so they lose a lot of seating and lose a lot of money in most venues. So. Yeah. 
All right. Um, let's get into, I guess, this week as a whole. Um, Raw, um, I mean, I wasn't sold on anything from Raw other than uh, Charlotte. She was uh, pretty much the high point for Raw for me. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, just again, we've. I think I, I. I can't even count how many times we've talked about Charlotte on the mic, on this show. But I mean, she is just getting better and better. And Bailey was just awful. I was saying Charlotte is the common denominator of Raw. Mm-hmm. She's consistently every week. She is one of the, if not the best part of Raw. Yeah, agreed. And it's a shame because I don't think she's going to have a big spot at WrestleMania this year. I hope she does because that girl can put on a fucking show. Yeah, I know. Um, Brian, anything else from Raw that you want to touch upon? I mean, like I said, I mean, there wasn't uh, there wasn't much that like grabbed my attention that I was like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to talk about that. No, not really. Um, Raw again what did Raw things. The uh, only thing of note that I really thought uh, could think of was we had no authority figures on Raw whatsoever this week. That was weird. No Foley or Steph. Yeah, that's right. Um, I don't. They never mentioned why. They just made matches without them. It was kind of weird, but yeah. you know what? It was also kind of nice having a reprieve from them because they dominate so much of the time on Raw, I feel like, whereas you don't get that on SmackDown, even though like Brian didn't show up on SmackDown this week. Shane did. Yeah. It changed, I think, like once or twice, and that was it. Yeah, I mean, they don't uh, they don't overtake the entire show where you would have Foley or Steph either starting the show or giving themselves like a half an hour block where they need to talk, essentially. So I agree with that. Yeah, that, that and they're too involved in storylines, I think, too. Yeah. That, I think that's where her role ultimately is... Steph and Mick get themselves too involved in, in storylines, and it's and it's annoying. And then half the time, the storylines are built are built on them having issues with a, a superstar or with each other, and a rivalry comes out of that. So I got yeah, it went to becoming like a lot of segments too, you know, with them because they're kind of like you said, they're kind of dipping their hand in every pot. Yeah, and then it most of the like you said, most of the show winds up being kind of about them and it's like I don't really want it to be about them I like more of the action which I think is why Smackdown has an advantage over them is there's a lot more action even though it's a shorter show Mm -hmm. I feel like you get a lot more out of it than you do Raw Oh, without a doubt Um, I actually have a question for the two of you Um, again um, Mick Foley has teased um, the fact that there could be a new GM coming to Raw um, to take his place maybe Mick Foley is uh kind of like done with it uh they just kind of wanted that as a uh a whole like okay here's mcfoley kind of deal and then give it to the person they maybe really wanted to um who would you guys want to see as the general manager of raw to maybe counterbalance stephanie's uh heel authority figure or even to play along with it kurt angle oh jesus (laughs) uh I don't know. I feel, I feel like ultimately what I thought we were going to get from the beginning, I think we're still going to wind up with. It's not. I don't necessarily just want to see this, but I think we're going to get Triple H back in position and we're going to have authority running Raw. I think that's what it might come down to again. But we, 
We've been there, done that with yeah. the authority. You know what I mean? I don't see that, actually. Yeah. Like, I, I see the authority being phased out, essentially. Like, we got the authority. They overtook Raw. They were uh, the heel leaders that we had with, like, Vince McMahon running the show back in the uh, Attitude and Post-Attitude era. Um, and now I think we're getting more of the, uh, I, the I guess, the anti-that. So the, the antithesis of the authority is, I think, what's coming. Um I mean, maybe Shawn Michaels. Maybe Jack Tunney. <laughs> oh my God, Jack Tunney! So good. Was there anybody worse than Jack Tunney? Jack Tunney was awesome. Really? Are you no? No, he okay. was fucking terrible. He was so terrible. <laughs> like, I think it was terrible that they even had that like position. But that's that's a whole other. Topic. He was. He's the only bad part of the 1992 Royal Rumble. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. (laughs) It would make me choke. His Uh, voice was so annoying. But, you know, if he wasn't dead, they should bring him back. It's true. Wait, he's dead? Yeah, dude, he's totally dead. And from what I understood, um, no, that's right. was the only, only one person that went to his was funeral. the only one who came. Yeah, we've actually talked about this too. I can't believe I forgot about that. The fucking Hulk Hogan, the only. Per- Can you imagine being dead and the only person that shows up to your funeral is Hulk Hogan? I'd be pissed. That, that's like I'd be, I'd be mad as hell. <laughs> that's like one of you I'm guys passing away, me. and I'm the only one that shows up. So bad, I'd be mad. I'd be like pissed. Yeah. Yeah, that that's kind of fucked. All right, so Raw, the uh, SmackDown. Like I said, the the matches were solid. Um, there wasn't a bad match on SmackDown. I think there was maybe three or four matches in total. Um, the segments were a little iffy, um, especially that uh, that whole as we've talked about the Ziggler one. Um, but the the main thing from SmackDown is the unveiling of La Luchadora, which, uh, Brian, I want you to take this one because uh, this is all you, bud. <laughs> yeah, um, before I get into that, I just want to say how, sh- I, how crappy I thought the match was. They didn't give him enough time to build Ugh. a good steel cage match. They gave him maybe about 10 minutes. I know. That was about it. I think Perry and I sucks. talked about that last week. Uh, we were, or no, just a couple of days ago, actually. We were. T- I was talking to her about how they gave them no time, and that was such a slap in the face to the both of them because they're both doing some grade A work. Uh, Alexa Bliss is doing some fantastic heel work, and uh, Becky's doing some solid uh, like chasing work. So. I, I was, thought it was. I thought it was good. I didn't think that it was like too short of a match. I was satisfied with the match that they were having. Hmm. Like I didn't think it was like an over the top crazy great match, but I wasn't. I didn't. I wasn't like at the end of it. Wow, that was super short. I wish it would have been longer. Like I was. I was content with how it was. I just felt it was rushed. It might have. I mean, they're so talented that they could have gone. For a lot longer, they could have gone for a lot longer, but yeah, I don't know. No, it's true. All right, Brian, what were you gonna get at? Yes, the uh, finally the unveiling of La Luchadora. I somehow miraculously called it. I was taking a shot in the dark last week when I said this, <laughs> and it was Mickey James. Mm-hmm. I, I did swear to God, I did not read anything about that. I just happened to have a. Uh, I guess a premonition of sorts. I don't even think uh, there was anything on like the rumor mill that even speculated that. Exactly. I, I never saw anything about that. I'm like, you know what? It just makes sense. Either I know too much about WWE 
or I'm really the god that runs the pod. I don't know what you're saying. You're done. You're not. So uh, it's definitely the first. <laughs> but how many times have we done this? Like we we'll talk about something on the show that we think could happen, and it happens. All the time. All the time. It's it happens so often. It happens so often that I really sometimes I really do feel like um, somebody might be listening and, and taking notes, which is cool. I mean, it's awesome to see things in motion that you've like spoken about on here. I mean, how long have we been talking about Kurt Angle? Mickey James came up. You talked about it last week, and that was kind of your prediction. Is you know, I at first we were like coincidence. But now I'm like, maybe not. Yeah. I mean, maybe liter- fucking not. And I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry about what I said. Like, Brian literally. Like, in like episode like three through six. I'm yeah. really sorry. <laughs> Brian's words, and I'm going to try to get it as verbatim as possible, were Mickey James will unveil herself as La Luchadora and be a heel and work with Alexa Bliss. And I'm watching SmackDown and I said, oh, cool. Brian wrote SmackDown this week. Like. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> like, thanks, Brian. <laughs> Not too shabby, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> I try. But... Although, Brian, did you also write this? Because Bray Wyatt was looking like a white-ass George Clinton. What? <laughs> White George Clinton looking crazy. <laughs> I, I did not write that. Sorry. Damn. If I was writing for the Wyatts, um, they would not have Randy Orton in the group right now. <laughs> That's just a setup. We all know that. I know, but it still sucks. There's it's so getting, much. It's getting stale. It is getting. I mean, they're gonna have a match next week. They'll have a clash at Royal Rumble. It'll ultimately lead to a match at WrestleMania. We all know what's coming. Um, we're we're not we're smart enough to know that. So. Ray Wyatt's always he's always looking like he's gonna make out with Randy Orton. Like he always grabs him by the face, and I'm like, are they gonna kiss? <laughs> <laughs> oh, right? Yeah. Now he like, kiss. He was like caressing his face on SmackDown. <laughs> I think yeah. like grabbing his head, and I was like, "This is it. <laughs> Here it comes. Here it comes. This is it." Now, what's going to happen if they actually kiss next week on SmackDown? What are you going to do? Oh my god, I'm turning that shit off. <laughs> no, but like, I mean, like, are you going to like just like think to yourself like, I really got to stop saying things because I'm tired of them coming true? Yeah, and I don't like the gaze. You don't like the gaze. I don't like them. They're your people. My people? They're your people. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Anyways. Um, so That's any, so rude. It, it's not rude. It's very facts. Rude. Very rude. How is it rude? Very, very racist. <laughs> how very am I, racist. How am I racist? Very racist. You're, all right. Anyway, it, let's get back. Let's get the ball rolling. Um, anything else from SmackDown? Natty and Nikki. Oh, oh, yeah. How did I forget about that? That was good. That was good. That was really good. Yeah, I mean, Natty was going hard with the merch, and I was like, she got a little crazy, and I was like, okay, this might be, like, a good thing, but I'm not sure yet. We're going to find out. And then she was, like, throwing all the stuff in the trash can. But they were going at it, man. Like, yeah. I was like, this is good. This is good shit. Yeah, when they, they were, like, holding them back and stuff, and they they really, they were, they were going at it. And Natty, Natty, they were going at each other. So let, let's just let's be honest with each other. Natty is just straight up crazy, like period. Like she is certifiably insane. She's um, not so. She is. She's completely crazy. She got that from her father. Uh, we all know that. Um, 
but uh, I mean, this could actually end up being a pretty decent feud. And we were talking about it last week. You know, you were upset that they're whole going into this whole, you know, schoolyard, you know, rivalry. But I think it's actually going to turn into something pretty solid. Um, I don't know if they would get a WrestleMania match, um, but if they did, I could easily see it as a send-off-ish match for either of the two of them, like a loser-leaves-for-good kind of deal, because I feel like both of them are at the end of their careers. But that's just me. I don't think Nikki Bella is. Like, I think she's... She's always going to be around. Like, I don't... She doesn't have plans of leaving. If you watch... Which, I don't know if you watch the more current seasons of like total divas and stuff unless there was stuff i don't watch total her... divas yeah yes you do I, don't... You, I have your text messages don't, don't fuck with me i don't watch total divas <laughs> i have all your texts i don't know what you're talking um, about that's brian no idea what you're talking about um <laughs> unless it has something to do with her neck injury mm. i don't see nikki bella going anywhere natty i'm not so sure of i feel like natty loves the business so much and she has her family has a legacy you know what i mean so it's it's hard for me to believe that that natty would go unless she was really tired of it and she's like you know what i'm not getting anywhere i'm kind of done i'm shot i'm gonna go home and be with my husband then i can see that but i don't see nikki going anywhere especially because unless john cena goes somewhere i don't see nikki bella going somewhere well that that's the thing so it works in twofold like obviously tj uh uh I, I totally forgot his ring name. <laughs> Tyson Kidd. Yeah, there you go. Tyson Kidd. Um, I don't know why I called him TJ. I don't know where I would have gotten that from. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, he's gone. Like, he's done. Um, he's not he's coming. He's done for good, which sucks because he, he was, was great. really good. He was. And he was even getting better before he got injured, which bothers me so much because he was literally about – it was like that Owen Hart. And I hate to compare him to Owen Hart because that's totally apples and oranges, completely different. But – I feel like they were both getting hot and they had this traumatic ex- like thing that happened and they won't be able to showcase what they have. And um and so Natty has that to go home with. Uh you know, sh- she wants to be home with her family and then Nikki John Cena's pretty much done too. Like this could be John's last hurrah. Like there might not be much left in for John after this. He could just ride off into the sunset after this WrestleMania. It's clear that, you know, while he's a very big staple in the company, they can last without him. Brian, you have any thoughts on that? Uh, I didn't really catch much of the that segment, the Nikki Bella and Natalia segment. But uh, I, I don't see either one of them leaving anytime soon. Um, I mean, yeah, I think Cena might be going bye-bye soon uh, just because he's getting more and more stuff in Hollywood and he's actually turning into... Uh, it seems like a request a name out there now, but uh, I, I still think Nikki stays around for a little bit because there's still talk that Brie might come back at some point after she gives birth. So I think maybe they do a run with them at some point again. Mm. So I don't think Nikki's leaving anytime soon, and I think just I think Natalia's in this until she is almost May Young's age oh, <laughs> and God. still doing it. So talk about crazy. Exactly. Mm. All right. I mean, that was my, just my thought process on it. Um, we, uh, I don't know what you guys want to do. I mean, that's pretty much it for Raw and SmackDown, uh, this week's product. Um, anything else to touch upon? Or do you want to start uh, talking about next week's episode, what we got coming, 
stuff like Let's that. Let's talk about next week because it's really exciting. And it, it's, it is. You know, it's the Royal. We're going to be doing it for the Royal Rumble weekend. So I know um, Brian has some announcements for everybody for, for next <clears throat> week's episode, which is going to be pretty cool. Yep. Yes. So uh, we are going to be doing a live episode. Um, like you said, it's going to be on Twitch, correct? Yep. Uh, we will be streaming live through Twitch. Uh, the video will uh, hopefully go up in simulcast with our website. I'm still working on that, as I know I have been saying, but it's tough to find some free time at the current moment. Uh, but yeah, uh, so the video will be up after the fact for replay, uh, but there will be a live Twitch feed. Um, I will get out the Twitch account as soon as I can on our Facebook um, so that everybody can join in. There's usually a chat feature so that people, we want people to chime in, tell people how much you dislike Perry um, and how much you love me. Um, please. Listen, everyone loves me. People listen to this show for me. Okay? And once they see this face live, <laughs> they're going to watch it even more. They're going to listen even more. They're We'll probably lose some viewers from you, but, you know, it's give and, it's give and take, right? Oh, um, God. Uh, we also have a Royal Rumble topic discussion next week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with the – I think we're going to do it with a little bit of twist this time. If we, uh, I think we've all agreed upon that, so we'll, you guys will see that uh, next week. I think it's going to be a, a cool Rumble flair to our topic discussion. Yeah. Um, something we haven't done before. And then also to kick off the show, we have a special state – of the union state of that podcast address. Yes, and uh, we will definitely uh, they, that that will be a treat for not only ourselves but uh, for all the fans as well. Um, so I'm actually I'm so excited to do this uh, video podcast. I haven't done a video podcast since uh, since way back in the day. Um, so I'm, I'm actually excited to do this. So it, it should come out very well, um, and I'm excited. It should be a lot of fun. And uh, again, like I'm just excited to go out to Connecticut and watch. The Rumble as my as our annual. Uh, how many years have we been doing this now? Is this the third, this'll fourth? This will be the third year. I thought it was more than that. No, sir. This will right. be the third. All right. I mean, again, regardless, it's always been fun. Um, whether the Rumble sucked or whether the Rumble was just awesome, I mean, we've always uh, enjoy our time uh, spending with each other watching the Rumble. So that there's going to be no different this year. Um. Other than that, I, I think that's pretty much it for this week, and uh, we'll definitely see you guys live next uh, Friday night. So, uh, holler! So for Perry Jericho and Brian, the uh, for flying Brian, that is, as uh, the god that runs the pod. This is you wish you could podcast, and it's too bad that we're too good. good. Smell ya! <laughs>